You're listening to Beyond Infinity, your weekly dose of science and technology, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. John, a really interesting story has come to light about, well, meat in recent years being grown in the lab Mm -hmm. and people sort of trying to wrap their heads around uh, eating that instead of normal burgers. And I think they had to make it into patties because, you know, the stuff was so revolting and gooey and weird (laughs) that the the only way you could sort of present it to people for consumption was uh, as a beef patty. Now they're moving into fish. And I wonder what form this this meat is going to take. Well, this is an interesting one. Look, you know, one of the, the key reasons for actually developing any of this alternative meat, which is a plant-based meat, is because we're going to run out of land to feed the growing population of the world. The population of the, the world is aiming to get to uh, about 10 billion by 2050 or thereabouts. We know we're on that trajectory to get a lot of people, and so you need a lot of land to grow meat. And you also need then a lot of land itself to grow the, the grass or, or whatever the, the food is. Not to mention the meats. methane output of, of cows is, is a big contributor a to huge. global warming. You know, for years now, there's been the Impossible Burger, which is the meat substitute, which is a plant-based burger. They use a product called heme, which is part of hemoglobin, and that's sort of injected into this plant product to make it taste like a real burger. And right. it's doing very well. I unfortunately, I haven't tasted it yet. I was in America last year, or back in twenty. 19 i didn't get a chance to try it i really wanted to try it. I didn't get there i know that here in australia there is the beyond meat burger there's a couple of other variations as well right i'm really keen to try the impossible burger i know that that impossible meat company is looking at doing a pork substitute so looking at uh, now looking for us so rather than beef they're looking at pork yeah big but asian market for that you reckon a huge asian market that's what i think one of their number one uh, consumables in terms of meat yep uh, but also fish is a big market and you know we've covered on the program before about pollution in the seas plastics Microplastics. Mm. And also overfishing, and we've got polluted waterways throughout the world, whether it be freshwater or seawater. Mm. We need to be able to find a meat source or a source of protein that is going to satisfy the needs of humans. Now, with the Impossible Burger, that's not a necessarily a healthy alternative. It's a taste alternative. So if you're eating an Impossible Burger, you're probably going to get the similar you know, fats and salt, and, and it's not going to be a healthy alternative. But fish is a healthy food to eat. And a company called Blue Nalu has been working on a lab-created yellowtail product. So yellowtail is a fish. Yep. And they've been looking at taking the yellowtail cells, then growing those in the lab. And the process is, is kind of interesting. So what they do is they, from the muscle tissue, they take a sample of from an anaesthetized fish they take those stem cells from the sample and isolate them uh, with enzymes. Mm-hmm. They then move that into a bioreactor and keep it at room temperature in a nutrient solution. Right. The solution contains vitamins, salts, lipids, sugar, plant proteins and amino acids. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a perfect environment for uh, the cells to multiply. There's also an agitator in there to make sure that they're individually suspended rather than clumping up in the reactor. Then once that process happens, they are placed into a centrifuge which separates the excess materials. That's a rapid spinning around of the product. Mm -hmm. And then the concentration of cells is mixed with a nutritious liquid called bio-ink and is then 3D printed into a desired shape. So they can use a 3D printer to actually make a fillet of fish. 
you know, you mentioned before about, you know, the red meat type, uh, you know, Impossible Burgers being sort of a, a mush, more like a minced meat and to make a patty. Yeah. That's because they haven't really got the technology to make the fibres that you expect into a meat. Mm. And they don't really either with uh, fish, but it, it is easier to use a 3D printing process right. to put the cells in a particular place mm. and then make that look like a fillet. Isn't it amazing? Fish. So you will probably, in the not too distant future, you'll have a fake steak that will look like a steak or you'll have a fake fish fillet. By yeah. The I think this, which is that's the, where it's going to move the towards. Fillet more like that is more where it's going. Uh, it's probably going to be you know rather than a you know, mashed up fish. You don't, no one really wants that sort of mashed up fish. They want to see a fillet or, or, or fish, and that's mm. probably where it's heading. Now mm. it is some time away before it's on the tables. It's still you know one of the issues they have with this process is that if they've gone past the proof of concept. They need to now scale up the production. Yeah, yeah. And that that scale is the main issue. But they've got to a point now where apparently it tastes like fish. But more importantly, they can cook it at high heat. Some of the other companies that are in this space that are looking to synthesize a fish-based product, they're having trouble with getting to the high heat. So if you put it into boiling oil or a fry pan, it can break away. But this right. particular company mm. has been able to make it withstand a high heat, you know, various cooking methods, which is going to certainly help the nature of it. Now, this one is an actual fish product. Mm. So when you're looking at Impossible Burger, for example, that is a plant-based product with heme, which is supposed to give it that flavor. Yep. This one is actually using the stem cells of fish to create a fish product. So you're taking away from animal cruelty, which is a big factor for those that you know see this as an issue. Yep. But more importantly, we don't want to overfish the seas or well, we the have. rivers. We already have, and we've we polluted have. them, and there's microplastics being found throughout the world's oceans. There was a story which you did just before Christmas. They changed the size of the uh, sample sieve that they were taking seawater samples to measure amounts of plastics in, in ocean water, yep. and they made the mesh much finer. They discovered there was, I think it was at least a thousand times more plastic. Yes. In a million times more plastic. A million times more plastic in your average sample of water. And even down in Antarctica and really remote parts of the world, which are well away from uh, sources of pollution, Mm -hmm. because of ocean currents, it's distributing right around the planet. So having something where you can substitute an artificial form of fish is probably not a bad idea to let stocks recover Mm -hmm. uh, and also just to deal with this growing population that we have. I mean, it it really is the elephant in the room. We talk about climate change. Yes. What's driving climate change? It's, it's consumerism, exactly. it's demand, it's feeding, it's it's dealing with human waste, it's it's housing them, it's all those other things. And, and this is actually something which we touched on with uh, Professor David Caroli in some of those interviews, and we actually posted uh, updated versions of those interviews recorded four years ago uh, with David Caroli. They're on our website or on iTunes or other platforms where you can listen to the podcast. And look, fish is a healthier product than a mm. red meat, for mm. example. I mean, there's certain amino acids that are good for the system that you get from a, a fish. And mm. look, I just want to quickly read the mission statement from Blue Nalu, mm. and that is to be the global leader in cellular aquaculture, providing consumers with great tasting, healthy, safe and trusted seafood products that support the sustainability and diversity of our oceans. So I think, look, it's a good cause there. If you want to learn more, you can head to Blue Nalu, which is spelled B-L-U-E-N-A-L-U.com. And we will definitely put links in the show notes for this podcast as well. Great, John. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.